college is probably going to look pretty different in the fall. Take the math classes taught by Theodore Kukunas at Suffolk County Community College. I'm teaching two courses next semester. I'm teaching an uh, Algebra 2 course, uh, Asynchronous Online, and I'm teaching a Calculus 1 course, Real-Time, uh, with my students. Both of those are online. Typically in his math classes, he does a lot of hands-on work, physical stuff. You know, in mathematics, it's, it's very active. So hmm. there is a lot of um, blackboard work, a ton of blackboard work, uh, traditional chalkboard, demonstrations, mm-hmm. you know, anecdotal information um, to try to build some intuition for the students. That's not so easy now. It wasn't once the pandemic started this spring, and it likely won't be this fall. The college is planning four modes of classes, including different forms of online classes, hybrid classes, and some small in-person courses that require hands-on experiences. But the vast majority of teaching is expected to be online. So Kukunas is gearing up for online education, which he has done before and says he's pretty comfortable with. Over the spring, he says classes went pretty well. With the video, the, the real-time lectures, they liked those. They liked a professor. They liked uh, that um, uh, there were, uh, um, I guess, uh, opportunities for for, for uh, professor contact. So, mm-hmm. so that was good. That was a good thing. My students appreciated that I was around because I was teaching a calculus class, and you know they didn't, they weren't on their own. They were not left on their own. I'm Mark Chisano, and this is episode 34 of Life Under Coronavirus, Newsday Opinion's oral history of the pandemic. Nobody knows exactly what the health situation will be like in the fall, but professors across Long Island are getting ready for a new way of teaching. It's not as easy as just throwing lectures up online, though. I've never taught theory online, and I'll be very mm-hmm. honest with you, in the past, when I had discussions with my chair about potentially offering theory classes online, I'd been very resistant because I just feel that, they, that the material is so sophisticated. This is Professor Angela Jones at Farmingdale State College. She's an associate professor of sociology and coordinator for the Women, Gender, and Sexuality Studies program. She's taught intro classes online before, but for these theory classes that she's prepping for the fall, students kind of need a lot of guiding. You know, we read a lot of primary source, a lot of primary source documents, you know, and, and a lot of this, you know, so for anybody who's read, you know, any amount of philosophy, we know these aren't, you know, ideas that a lot of students can just process on their own. And what sure. we do in my classes is we usually sit, even if we can't actually assemble ourselves in a circle, we do a lot of close textual analysis. And, like, we will read these texts together and then collectively kind of have conversations about the significance of particular passages um, in, in the text. And so kind of try to think about how I do that online in a way that's successful. Jones is plotting that out, but she's very aware of lots of different difficulties for her students. A lot of our students work. You know, so students, you know, with all of this, their work schedules have shifted. You know, I have students, I am a parent, I am a single parent. I have also have students who are parents, um, some of them single parents. You know, depending on what the schools do, (laughs) you know, um, that's going to affect, again, their ability to show up, as well as my own. That means that real-time classes can be challenging. Then there's privacy concerns. I think there's some very serious privacy concerns that students have, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. a lot of my students, and we are not, and thankfully I think they're, they're creating 
not just recommendations, but I think some amount of policy around this for fall instruction, that you can't require students to turn on their cameras, right? They're, for a range of reasons, people may not want you to have access to their private space. And so if I am, if I have a class and there's, you know, and right now this one of my theory classes is for like 30 students, right? So if, um, you know, if we're all meeting online and half of them have their cameras off, which, again, I understand why they do, um, and I would encourage them to turn them off if they don't feel, like, comfortable having them on, but then, again, does that actually mirror the type of engaged, rational, critical debate that we would be having if we were sitting in a circle in my physical classroom, right? It just doesn't. It, it's yeah. not the same. At least for Jones, there's less of a directly hands-on element. But that's not true for more lab-based classes. We're a polytechnic school, and we have a lot of, um, you know, vocational programs. So, for example, you know, we have an amazing nursing program. We have an amazing dental hygiene program. Think about the folks, you know, in computer systems and, and the folks who are in engineering who are doing a lot of hands-on work. You know, folks in the biosciences, <laughs> you know, have all these right. laboratory classes to deliver. You know, even in my own department, you know, you know, our anthropologists are like, how do, I, how do I teach students about skeletal systems when I usually have them assembled around a laboratory, you know, around a desk actually engaging with, with skeletons and bones, right? Like, how do you, you know, how do you offer these type of laboratory classes online? But you can't have regular school as usual in person. Schools are trying to figure out compromises and contingency plans. Jones herself says she has questions about teaching on campus. I don't know that I feel comfortable as an individual being back, you know, in a space with, with that many people moving in and out of space and, 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 frankly, still being on top of each other. And then, again, as a parent, depending on what the school system where I live does, will, you know, um, will shape, you know, uh, my desire to be back in class. There would be lots of questions about how students could gather safely. If students are trying to migrate to class, right, walking in our hallways, how are people going to effectively social distance? And so I think there's a lot of questions that they're trying to figure out and kind of, again, weighing everybody's desire to be back together, you know, and working together again, but at the same time, how do we do that in a safe way? And there are some benefits to remote learning. Kukunas, the math professor, said students didn't at first see it that way. Just before we left, a uh, few of my calculus students were a little concerned. You know, they said, oh, you know, we're going to be on our own. You know, so, so they were not sure. There was a, some uncertainty for the students, on the students' part. Um, and it was interesting because I was in attendance much more frequently than they were. <laughs> he meant there were some students who might shock or skip a lecture or two. But in this version of school, they could watch a recorded lecture later. And he was available for them. My students were not left on their own. Jones, too, is thinking about ways to supplement the online experience, maybe sharing TED Talk-style videos when they were available and applicable. Both she and Kukunas have experience with online teaching, which helps. And the hybrid learning models can be exactly what harried students need now. But there's still a lot that's left out, even with the best intentions and training. The interactions that mm. I have with my students, um, both in the classroom and then even outside of the, uh, the classroom, right? I do a lot of, you know, mentoring and advising, whether it's 
you know, in, in official capacity to a particular student organization, um, you know, just seeing my colleagues, right, just walking across campus and, you know, and seeing colleagues or walking across campus and seeing, you know, a student who had been in a previous class that I had a really great rapport with, you know, the kind of everyday social interactions that I would normally have, I miss those. I asked Kukunas what he was missing. Is there anything about, uh, you know, the in-person classes that you miss? Yes, <laughs> a lot. I love, <laughs> I love the students. I love the student interaction. I think most of us do, you know. Um, but uh, I love being on campus. I love helping the students face-to-face, you know, um, you know, guiding them, advising them, you know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a big part of why, why we do this. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to the day that we're all together again, you know. I'm really looking forward to the day that we're all together again. Mm-hmm.